May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. On Wednesday morning, my little sister went to the elementary school where she is fulfilling a student teaching requirement. Like every other day, she gathered with young children in their classrooms. She explained and demonstrated their projects, and then she went around the room to help individuals with need. One particular Hispanic young girl was clearly distracted from her work, and when my sister asked if everything was okay, she looked up with terror in her eyes, and she asked, Am I going to get deported? On Wednesday morning, thousands, and I mean thousands of angry citizens gathered in California to protest the results of the election. Though initially peaceful, the protest quickly turned violent, and the crowd began attacking police and lighting dumpsters on fire. As tear gas was fired into the crowd to break up the demonstration, the people only shouted their chants even louder, Kill Trump! Kill Trump! Kill Trump! On Wednesday morning, a woman walked into a Walmart somewhere in the Midwest while wearing her hijab. She went down the aisles picking out her items when another woman walked up, grabbed her by the shoulder, and pointed at her hijab and said, that would look a lot better around your neck. This is our country now. On Wednesday morning, countless Trump voters woke up to the news they've prayed for for months only to receive hateful and violent comments from friends and relatives alike. They received emails and notes saying things like, if you voted for Trump, you're the reason America has fallen apart. If you voted for Trump, you're a bigoted, racist, sexist monster. On Wednesday morning, white students at a junior high school in Michigan formed a human wall to block minority students from entering the building. And there were shouts of, go back to your own country. And we're making America great again. On Wednesday morning, a man was driving through a suburb of Chicago when a crowd of young men surrounded his car, pulled him from his vehicle, and dragged him through the streets. They attacked him because he had a Trump sticker on his bumper. And videos show the crowd of young men screaming, you voted for Trump? And now you're going to pay for it. Throughout scripture, if the Israelites are told one thing more than any other, it is to remember. Remember the covenant God made with Noah and Abraham. Remember the acts of God which liberated you from slavery in Egypt. Remember the care God provided to you in the wilderness through water and manna. Remember the mighty deeds of God delivering you to the promised land. Remember the story and teach it to your children and your children's children. It's easy to remember God's work in the world when things are going our way. When we rest contently in the communion of our friends and family. When we check our bank accounts and see our savings increase. When we sleep comfortably in our beds with heat pumping through the vents. It is Really easy to sing a new song to the Lord when everything in our life feels like it's part of God's great victory. We can grab the hymnal from our pew and belt out the great songs of faith 
We can be reconnected with the great tradition of the church, with the story of Scripture, and they all help to root us in our discipleship. We can sing because we feel God's marvelous work. However, it is hard to remember and be thankful for all of God's deeds when it feels like our lives are falling apart. When we wake up and see that our candidate lost the election, or when we wake up and are belligerently berated for voting for the candidate that won, when we're terrified about how we'll pay the bills by the end of the month, when we throw dirt on the casket of someone we love, when we shiver in the loneliness of life wondering if anyone even cares about us, it's hard to sing a song to the Lord when we feel like everything in our life is crumbling. And so we struggle to lift up the hymnal from our pew and sing the songs of faith because they feel so disconnected. How can we sing the Lord's songs when life feels so miserable? How can we sing when people on both sides of the political aisle are filled with anger and fear and resentment? We fail to praise the Lord through song because we feel like there's nothing worth praising at all. And yet the psalmist calls for us to sing a new song. We might be sitting by the rivers of Babylon, and still we must sing. We might have voted for Hillary Clinton and can't believe she lost, and still we must sing. We might have voted for Donald Trump and are being attacked for our political opinions, and still we must sing. We sing a new song because God is doing a new thing. God is working in and through the people of this church to bring about God's kingdom on earth, whether it's through a Bible study or a prayer or even just a smile from a pew on Sunday morning. God is doing a new thing here. Through the establishment of a community based on God's love and not our own political opinions. God is doing a new thing here by giving us the strength and the courage to pray for and love the people who don't agree with us. We sing a new song because in singing we proclaim God's victory. And to be abundantly clear, God's victory is not in a new president being elected to the White House. We do not praise the Lord for the victory of one political candidate over another. God's victory is altogether different. In singing of God's victory, in praising the Lord for God's steadfast love and faithfulness, we break free from the tyranny of things and the bondage of our own modern Babylon. With one voice, we reject the messiness and despair of our world and we look for God's mercy and grace. Over the last week, and frankly throughout the entire election, we witnessed greed, anger, and derision on both sides of the political aisle, in one another, and in ourselves. Our communities are no longer neighborhoods of neighbors, but are instead isolated walls of division that prevent us from encountering the other. Instead of joining together in worship on Sunday mornings or gathering together for celebratory block parties, we are consumed by other things. We're consumed by computers and phones that promise true communities through social networks of people who look just like us, think just like us, and behave just like us. And yet God offers us a new thing in this new community we call the church. God offers himself in Jesus Christ, the one for whom we sing. Jesus was, is, and always will be the new thing God is doing in the world. 
The life, the death, the resurrection of the Son of Man shows how God can make a way out of no way. How God defeated death and how God frees us for true and perfect freedom. And so we sing a new song. Because in singing we proclaim that God lives and God reigns. We sing because the world is about to change. God is the one changing it. We sing not because we are happy and not because we are sad. We sing because we have a song to sing. A song about our God who loves and cares and remains steadfast. For we know, we Christians know, that those on the margins of society, those who are afraid in the wake of this recent election, the children who are afraid about getting deported, are the very people God calls us to love and care for. Through the songs of the past and the stories of Scripture, we experience the importance of ministering toward those sojourners. For we, like them, are strangers in a strange land. We know that the violent protests calling for the murder of Donald Trump are an abomination to the Lord. God implores us to remember the sanctity of all life, from a young girl in an art classroom to the new president-elect of the United States of America. Through God's mighty acts in Jesus Christ, we know that there is goodness in all people, and we are the ones often tasked with looking for it while others turn blind eyes. We know that threatening people of other faiths is in fundamental dissonance with God's willingness to elect us Gentiles into the great covenant of the Israelite people. For a long, long time, we were the strangers on the outside looking in. We were the ones viewed with suspicion and unease. And that to do that to others now is to forget and to be ignorant of God's love made manifest in the one who died for the world. We know that denigrating people and berating them for their vote is the equivalent of the judgment that God commands us to abstain from. We know that making a human wall to prevent minorities from entering school is in sharp contrast to the one who invites all to the table and to the feast. We know that violently attacking someone for a bumper sticker, for their political identity, or even their vote, is the beginning of a slippery slope back toward a world in which six million Jews were murdered, blacks were segregated from the rest of society, and Christians were stoned and beaten for believing that Jesus is Lord. And we know all of this because we know Jesus Christ and Him crucified. In the life and the death and the resurrection of Jesus, we receive the story of our own lives that transcends all other identities, including our political opinions. Jesus Christ is the one who transformed and continues to transform the world. We sing our songs in praise of the Lord because Jesus Christ makes a way where there is no way. Not a way of ignorance and lazy unity, but a way of unrelenting commitment to the poor, to the marginalized and the vulnerable. Not a way of isolation and fear, but a way of courage in our convictions about who we are and whose we are. Not a way of violence and death, but a way that brings forth new life and new opportunities for all people. So we sing a new song to the Lord. For God has broken the chains of our slavery to political isolation, 
God has broken those chains and frees us to love one another without fear. We sing a new song of God's unending love and amazing grace in the life and the death and the resurrection of His Son. We sing a new song in response to God's mercy that reigns like a flood. We sing a new song because the Lord is doing a new thing. I offer this to you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. One God, now and forever. Amen.